Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today we're going to be talking about The Covenant, or as it was originally titled and advertised, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Um, I don't know if that's the, you know, the recent reconnaissance of the, the Zack Snyder effect for Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's not the first time and won't be the last time that the director kind of inserts their name into their take on the film. I don't know if that's just to really set it apart or the fact that, you know, hey, this is a movie called The Covenant. It's not the arc. It's not about a bond. I mean, it is about a bond, but, um, you know, I was trying to look up stuff about The Covenant, whether, you know, and it makes more sense on a promotional side because looking up videos, images, whether you're going to use them for um, advertisements on your movie blog, um, having an image for the actual link itself. Um, if you just look up Covenant, you're not going to get anything related to the movie. So maybe specifying that it's Guy Ritchie's Covenant changes things. And if hearing that name Guy Ritchie sounds familiar, it should. It should ring some bells. He's the guy that brought us the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes movies, the man from Uncle that Henry Cavill had done, The Gentleman. Um, you know, he is a British film director who really has a unique sense of style and action. Um, his movies are usually comedic, um, despite being really action-heavy and well choreographed um, and very well thought out. Most of his movies feature a, a fair bit of humor. Um, you know, King Arthur, The Legend of the Sword, definitely less so. Um, and The Covenant here, certainly less so. Covenant, it's, it's interesting um, to have an outsider's perspective on our war in Afghanistan. Um, it's not a movie that picks sides in the sense that, hey, the Americans were right to, to go in and they were right when they left. Um, you know, they don't totally condemn the U.S. and say, hey, all of that was for nothing. You accomplished nothing. Um, the people would have been better if you weren't there in the first place. You know, it doesn't doesn't quite take a side in a really nice way, I feel like, because it lets the film kind of organically grow into what I thought was honestly a true story and then come to find out after the movie, it's not. Um, this film follows Jake Gyllenhaal, America's favorite uh, action star, uh, Sergeant John Kinley. And essentially, the role that he needs filled in his squad is that of a translator. Um, who's going to be played by Dar Salim. His name is Ahmed. Um, essentially, his whole role during the war is being this interpreter who honestly risks his own life, um, helping go door-to-door, -door, searching for IEDs, different factories where they're making the bombs, where there's Taliban weapon stashes. Um, and it's already kind of a thankless job to begin with because most of the guys in the army, you know, you're just here to fill a role, you're just a translator, you know, communicate what we need. And meanwhile, the people that you're going door to door translating to are calling you a traitor, telling you, you know, oh, I can't believe you're working with the U.S. military. Um, obviously, some of these people call <laughs> Ahmed a traitor because they do have something to hide because they do have links to the Taliban and bomb making materials and whatnot. Um, but you also see the the kind of scrutiny and the kind of position it puts him in with his own people while he's there. 
Um, and where the movie really kicks off, um, John and Ahmed are part of a group that's, uh, they finally found a weapon stash, a bomb stash. But of course, things go horribly wrong. People start dying. And essentially, John is almost left for dead. And if we're not for Ahmed, who carries him all the way back to his base, well over a hundred miles, um, you know, he wouldn't be alive. And essentially John gets to come home like a lot of the troops did, uh, whether it was because he was injured or eventually we withdrew all of our troops. Um, and it really haunts him. Number one, that he can't really remember what happened to him and how he got all the way back there, how Ahmed was able to fight people off to, you know, across days, eventually bring him home. Um, you know, it, it haunts him because, hey, you know, we were supposed to get him visas for him and his whole family. Let's, that's part of the whole deal. We work with them. They work for us. And the government helps get them over here because what's going to happen when they sell out their own? Or what's going to happen when they risk themselves? Of course, they're going to be put in harm's way. Of course, the Taliban is going to want to kill them. Um, and it really surprised me in a good way. Just the, And especially now knowing that this isn't a true story the frustration that Hall's character goes through just day after day after day, calling in circles, trying to get a hold of someone in a higher up position in the government, um, you know, someone to not only listen to his case, but someone to advocate for Ahmed and to help find him and his family and expedite their process, you know, send someone in there who can help recover them. And, you know, essentially being told, hey, you know, tough luck, but... We can't find him. He's probably gone undercover because now he's one of the most wanted men over there. So there's nothing that we can do. You know, he chose to to risk his and his family's life to, to translate for us. You know, that's kind of the, the gist of what you're feeling. Um, and it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating to watch. Because um, in a similar sense, I think we're kind of used to our government not always even taking care of our own soldiers. You know, whether it's the veterans, um, those who come back wounded. I mean, there's a, a large reason for mistrust, whether in our military or our government already, because we can't take care of the people who are already here. Um, and then on top of that, you throw in the fact that we would have never done what we could have over there without these translators. Um, and to watch Hall's character really... I mean, he really gets into a bad place at one point. Just the hopelessness of feeling like nobody is going to help me. Nobody cares enough. It's not a big enough deal for the government, for the military. It doesn't affect us to a, a big enough degree to do anything about it. Um, and so in the story, it really is up to John to try to go back and get Ahmed and his family and bring them home. Um, and, you know, I I think a, most of the emotional beats of this film really work well. Uh, there's the classic, like, military jargon. The Every guy's got some ridiculous nickname that's adolescent and immature. But, you know, I, I'm, you, know you kind of come to expect that from some military movies. You know, there's not as much of the oorah, but... They're always making jokes and you got to keep calling each other by your nicknames and whatnot. And, and Jake Gyllenhaal, 
I think, you know, in this film, until you get into the latter half where he does more emotional work than physical or, like, rough and gruff army man, um, he's not someone who immediately leaps out at me and it's like, yeah, he's the guy in charge. He's the man. Um, you know, he'll definitely bust your balls and he'll definitely, uh, he'll definitely scare you when he needs to. But, um, I don't know. There were, there were more than a few times where I was like, all right, you know, he's, I don't know if he's phoning it in or if it's just not totally within his wheelhouse. I know he can play action. Um, but you know, maybe just not the sergeant. You know, maybe he's better as one of the the gunmen on the side, or you know, as weapons specialists or uh, detonations master. Um, but Dar Salim, who plays Ahmed in the film, is terrific. Um, I don't know if I've seen him. Like looking through his credits, I don't believe I have seen him in anything before this. Um, he's in a, a series called Darkland. Um, which is kind of touted as his most, I'd say, widespread um, film. He was in Game of Thrones as Kotho for about six episodes in the movie The Devil's Double, um, which I'd totally, totally forgotten it even existed, um, which had starred Dominic Cooper way back in the day, kind of when he was kind of having his moment. Uh, but Dar Salim is fantastic. He has such a confidence to his character. You know, they, they kind of mentioned like, yeah, you know, we need a translator who's got army experience. It's not required, but it certainly helps when you're in these situations, when you're going door to door, when you're doing checks, um, you know, they're like, he's kind of a, kind of a wild card a little bit, but you know, he gets the job done. And, and so you can kind of see him flirting with a line of authority sometimes because he knows he's just as vital to this whole operation succeeding as anyone else's. And a lot of it really does hinge on him and him knowing the lay of the land and him knowing what to trust and what not to trust. Um, and so he just, from top to bottom, his entire performance really carried this whole film. Um, some really grueling action sequences that, you know, kind of reminded me of the Revenant a little bit, you know, completely different terrain, but also, and you know, in that same sense kind of has that lone survivor feel where you're trekking across rocky foreign terrain while you're being chased, um, for days on end. Um, and it's just really tough to watch sometimes, you know, really thinking about what one man is willing to do for another. Um, and it's why, you know, at the beginning of the film, they kind of begin with their definition of covenant. Um, whether it's a bond, an oath, you know, something in your soul that you owe. And, and clearly Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, his character becomes indebted to Ahmed. Um, and, you know, for the most part, the action, pretty great. It doesn't, uh, you know, the firefights, are explosive enough without becoming too cheesy or too unrealistic. Um, you know, they're not overly gory like some movies get to, but the, the wounds definitely look pretty damaging. And there's, you know, more than a few moments where you're like, Oh God, I'm like, Oh, that had to hurt. Or that's just, it's brutal. Um, and you know, I, I think towards the end of this movie is maybe where it could have clicked for me. They're like, all right, you know, Maybe this is where either they've taken their cinematic liberties with the story 
or maybe this is just all made up. Um, but, you know, of course, there's moments where you're like, all right, the heroes are your backs to the wall. You think this is it. And you're waiting for that third person shooter or someone to come and save you. Uh, See, so, you know, there's a few things in the story where I was like, oh, of course, this would happen right at this moment. You know, right when we're so close to to this resolution, whatever it was. Um, but all in all, I think this is a pretty, uh, pretty enjoyable movie. Um, doesn't quite do anything brand new for the, the war and action genre, but I really do like the conversation around, you know, the importance of these translators and the importance of what our promises are supposed to mean and understanding that, you know, these aren't people that you can just toss aside and treat as if their life is less important than ours. Because if you really are over there to help and you are over there to do a job, then you need to help them. Um, and so I'm, I'm curious to kind of see the conversation that this film carries um, across different markets. Like I've already seen some people bitching and moaning because they're like, oh, you know, what's a British guy doing making a movie about Americans and whatnot. But I've always thought that, you know, obviously most people, I think, it's nice to see what someone else's take is on a story, especially when you're removed from some of your um, allegiances or just, you know, whatever you grew up with. So having a Brit make this film really added some new layers to whether it's just the characters and the relationships that they have or the ones that we focus on rather than what most military films choose to do. Um and so, yeah, you know, Guy Ritchie, he's been a little hit or miss recently, but I would definitely say this is a bigger hit than it is a miss. Um, you know, and once this comes on stream, and I'm sure this will be an even greater hit. So tune in next time because I'm sure we'll be uh, leaving the action category for a little Judy Bloom. So tune in next for that.